What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Kicking It with Clump podcast. I hope you all had a good weekend. I know I definitely did. Uh, we had a couple friends over, went to my daughter's hip-hop tumbling class, which was adorable. Continued our Marvel binge. We just finished Doctor Strange, which I actually liked better than I remember. I haven't watched Doctor Strange a ton of times. It doesn't resonate with me as much as as much as other superheroes in the in the Marvel multiverse. But I actually I really like Doctor Strange this time around. And the new there's a new trailer out for it that apparently came out during the Super Bowl. I missed it. And the new Doctor Strange movie looks amazing. Uh, now we're watching Thor Ragnarok. We got about halfway through that last night before my wife and I were too tired to stay awake, so we went to sleep. Uh, we're watching the movies in chronological order this time, which I, which I kind of like. It's a little different. It's most of the most of the movies are kind of already in chronological order, but there are definitely some differences, and it's it's kind of fun watching it that that way. It just adds a little a little something extra. So it was a nice laid back weekend. So. Anyway, now into the nitty gritty. If you haven't already and you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, be sure to give me a five-star rating. Share it on social media with your friends. Tap the follow button. Also, be sure to follow the podcast on Twitter, at ClumpPod. I'll post new episodes as well as polls related to certain episodes. Like last week, uh, Oliver and I talked about which NBA teams are the are the biggest title contender so i posted a poll on there you could vote which team you thought was the biggest contender so keep an eye out for that i'll keep posting things like that as well as just my thoughts on games and uh as as they happen things like that so so keep an eye out for that make sure you follow the follow the pod on twitter so you can keep up to date on on my thoughts and not just once a week so let's get into the last week the last week of sports it wasn't an overly eventful week but still some some good stuff So I'll get into some relevant NBA, NFL news, including Harden and the Sixers, Ben Simmons and the Nets, Aaron Rodgers potentially retiring, and I'll finish the show off with my top 10 most valuable players in the 2021 NFL playoffs. So just the playoffs, not the whole season, but I'll get into that a little bit later. So my initial thoughts on Harden and the Sixers... I was I was actually more impressed than than I thought I would be. I thought it would take a little bit of time for Harden and Embiid to gel, but they actually I thought they looked really good. Harden looked really good. Not just scoring, not just dribble dribble step back 3 or drive to the hoop and kick it out for a corner 3 like he did with uh with PJ Tucker uh all those years. But some real nice ball movement. I think I think Harden in the last game against who they play. Shoot, I can't remember who the last game their last game was against. But I want to say he had like twelve or thirteen assists, and so I I was impressed by that. I thought not just Harden, but chemistry on the floor was I thought impressive. I, I'm not ready to put them in like my top five that we talked about last week quite yet. But but I but once they can beat a true contender, because uh, they I know they beat the Wolves, and for some reason I'm forgetting who their other who their other win was against. The Wolves are a decent team, but I would not consider them a contender. I'd like to see the Sixers play a, a true contender before I 
crown them a contender themselves. But I think they're really close. If if they can play the way that they played those last, these last couple of games, I think I think they could beat anybody. So the opposite side of that trade, Ben Simmons. Quick correction: last week I said that Ben Simmons had played some minutes this year. That was wrong. I don't know where I was looking, uh, but he has not played at all this year. Uh, he hasn't played since I believe June of last year last season. So uh, Ben Simmons has not played at all. And now we're seeing that he's trying to get into, into shape, which is, which is really mind boggling to me. Why isn't he in shape? That's my question. That that's, that's what I'm confused by. Maybe if he had stayed in shape, he wouldn't have back soreness that he has right now. That's holding him back currently is now that now that he's getting back into shape he's having back soreness he's a professional athlete his salary is 33 million dollars this season i don't know if he'll get that whole thing i don't know how it works with him sitting out games with the sixers but still he gets paid a lot of freaking money like you can't put you can't give him 20 minutes 15 minutes you can't give anything nothing that, it's just crazy to me that someone who's paid so much money isn't in shape. That That's what defines a professional athlete, is being in shape for your sport. That's just professional malpractice on the on the part of Ben Simmons. Why aren't you in shape? Why aren't you in... I, I'm, I'm okay. I understand if you're not in shape enough to play 40 minutes or even 35 minutes. But you can't get out there for half the game. What have you been doing this whole time? I don't, I don't know. That's just so irresponsible. If I'm a Nets fan, I'm worried about that. I'm worried about the fact that he's not in shape. I'm not worried about chemistry on the floor. I'm worried about this guy's work ethic, which has been questioned from the beginning. He still can't shoot. He's now out of shape. You're a professional basketball player, dude. Why aren't you in shape? I don't care if you weren't playing. You got to be ready. If, if you're requesting a trade, you got to be ready for when you get traded. Harden looks great. I don't know. Mark your calendars for March 10th. That's when the Nets play the Sixers. It's going to tell us a lot about Ben Simmons. If he's not on the court, then this is a mental thing, not a, not physical. It doesn't take three weeks to get into good enough shape to play half the game. Not for a professional athlete. For me, sure. It would take me years. I would never be in good enough shape to play in the NBA. I, I, I just would not be able to play in the NBA. I'm not athletic enough. <laughs> Most of us are not. That's why there's a select few that make it there. But I also don't get paid $33 million, which Ben Simmons does. So... He can't be held to the standard of, you know, a G League guy who just got called up. Although if a G League guy came up and wasn't in shape, he'd get sent right back down. So I, I don't know. I'm bothered by the fact that Ben Simmons isn't in shape. I, I don't know why that... I don't know if it bothers everyone else, but it bothers me that he's not in shape. You are a professional athlete. That's half your job is being able to run around. So... Utah Jazz. So 
the Jazz cracked both mine and Oliver's top five last week. And every t- every article I read after our after the last podcast during the all during the All Star break was the the Jazz like basically sell the Jazz for the second half like they're not going to be they're not going to be a contender. I I still thought that was weird even if they hadn't been playing great basketball they have they just have so much talent on their roster and then they go and beat the Mavs and the Suns two. Two playoff legit contenders with with great players. Sure, the Suns are missing Chris Paul, but the Suns are still really good without Chris Paul. And the Jazz just went out and beat both of them. So I would not count out the Jazz. I I just think they they play good defense. They play good offense. That's a pretty good recipe. Uh, even if they even if they haven't been playing up to their full potential, I think they have enough experience that they're going to figure it out. Next thing that's been on my mind is Aaron Rodgers and a potential retirement. I know for some people this seems insane, but it's really not crazy to me. If if you really if you think about it, he has money. Okay, money money is not a driver for Aaron Rodgers. Okay, he's made plenty of money on salary alone to retire. Not to mention, you know, all the State Farm commercials and jeopardy appearances and everything that he has done he he's made enough money money is not his is not his driver although he keeps i i just saw a report about the packers wanting to do a short-term deal with rogers to make him the highest paid player in the nfl a team that already has negative cap space it's like okay well that's stupid why would you do that i get wanting i get wanting to give Rodgers, you know, for his ego, the biggest deal. But I just don't get why some of these quarterbacks, why can't they look at Tom Brady, see the discounts that he's taken and the success that he's had? Like that's the the only way right the only way currently you can win in the NFL basically is with Tom Brady. <laughs> who takes a discount or with a rookie with a quarterback on a rookie contract. I guess I guess uh Stafford is is an exception there. I I don't know how the Rams do what they do. They seem to just pay everybody. Um thankfully for them they they stayed well, relatively healthy. I mean, OBJ got hurt, Robert Woods was hurt, but um but their core for the most part stayed stayed pretty healthy. But the recipe is is really not paying your quarterback a crap ton of money cuz then you have no no cap for you know a left tackle or an edge rusher or a second solid receiver which Aaron has been complaining about for quite a while not having an, a second receiver past Devontae Adams well if you keep taking massive contracts yeah they're not going to be able to pay um they're not going to be able to pay big money for a second receiver so do you want to win or do you want money that's that's the question tom brady wanted to win he took discounts and he won because they were able to pay people around him the seahawks paid russell wilson a ton of money and since then they haven't won crap so it's it's something 
But back to his back to his potential retirement. Aaron's really never seemed to care about the media narrative. He doesn't really have in his mind anything to prove. Maybe to me or other podcasts or people on TV, whatever. Maybe we care and think he has something more to prove. I certainly do. I don't think he's I don't think he's in I don't know, even top 10 quarterbacks of all time. Um, I think he's great and he's talented, but you got to win more to be in that elite list. But Aaron doesn't seem to care. He just doesn't seem to care what people say, which I kind of respect. Um, he's also said that the next phase is being a father. Football has never seemed like the end all be all for Aaron Rodgers. I get that. I'm fine with that. I, I'm i not going to put him on the same playing field as Tom Brady. But maybe he doesn't care. Like, football doesn't have to be everything to you. For some people, it is. It seemed like it was for, for Brady for so long. But if Rodgers wants to go and pursue other things, I get that. I, I have no problem with it. Some people question you know guys like Aaron Rodgers who seem to have other priorities other things they care about like football is not everything to them that's fine it's a paycheck and he does a dang good job on the field you know I I question Aaron Rodgers and you know I've talked in detail about him in the playoffs but there aren't many quarterbacks in the league that do what he does. He's very, very good at his job. Um, if he was really bad and seemed distracted by other things, then that's different. But he's good at his job. He does a good job. And I think having interests outside of that is is fine. And so that's why I'm not surprised when I hear that he could retire. Like, whatever. We may think he has more to prove. That doesn't mean he thinks that. He's got other interests. And if he wants to retire, go for it, Aaron. Like, that's... You do you. Don't worry about what anyone else has to say. So, let's get into... I I think this would be kind of fun. The 10 most valuable players of the 2022 NFL playoffs. So, the 10 most valuable players is not about who had the biggest stats. It's about who stepped up in the biggest moments. Like, who were the dudes of the playoffs who provided real value to their teams? First quarter points, while valuable for sure, are nowhere near as valuable as a fourth quarter game-winning drive. If you, if you, if you, you know, throw a touchdown pass in the, in the first quarter, great, awesome. Those points are on the board in the fourth quarter, they're still there. Um, but when it comes down to it, and you have two really, really good teams or two defenses duking it out, like we had in the Super Bowl, you're someone's going to have to step up. Someone's going to have to make a play in the fourth quarter. And so that that's really what this list is is comprised of. So I got ten guys here who I just thought balled out in the playoffs who deserve some recognition for being valuable. Not necessarily just putting up big stats, but being valuable to their teams. 
without this person, this team would be nowhere near what they are or what they were in the playoffs. So that's that's kind of the criteria. So number one, and I know this might seem dumb because he lost, but Joe Burrow is my number one. The Bengals were 4-11-1 last season and 2-14 and the season prior. Almost everyone picked the Bengals to finish last in the AFC North. Okay, I'm not talking about... I'm not talking about how people weren't picking them to win the conference. They weren't even picking them to compete in their own division, which the AFC North is a tough division. But my point is they were picked last in their division. Um, So definitely not a team that anyone thought would compete for a playoff spot. They had the worst offensive line in the playoffs. I think by far it was bad. One of the worst defenses coming into the playoffs, although I'll give that defense props. They stepped up big in the playoffs. But coming in, they had a good run defense, but coming in, their pass defense was not good. And I thought they did a great job. I really do. I think they stepped up a lot. So so they get some credit there. It wasn't obviously all Joe Burrow because the defense held some some good teams to few points, especially the Chiefs in the second half. That was insane. But... The Bengals weren't able to run the ball consistently. There were there were kind of pockets where they were able, where you know Mixon was able to you know bust off a little run here or there. I don't I don't remember a single long run that the Bengals had, uh, maybe ten to twelve yards. I just don't remember long runs. So they were just these long drawn out drives where Burrow was just continually asked to make plays. Um, so either way, this was supposed to be a rebuilding team. The O-line absolutely looked like a project, but somehow Burrow was just always there making a play when it needed to be made. Uh, eventually the O-line caught up to Cincy in the Super Bowl, but there's no denying this guy was the most valuable player in the playoffs to his team. Without Joe Burrow, I, the Bengals are definitely not in the playoffs. Um, there may be a Maybe a five-win team. I don't know. Not a good team without Joe Burrow. So very, very impressed with Joe Burrow. He's my most valuable player in the NFL playoffs. Number two, this might come as a little bit of a surprise too, but Josh Allen. I don't know. I don't know. Take him out of the Bills offense, and I don't think they're a playoff team. I think the Bills have a good roster, but they rely on Josh Allen for everything. He accounted for 80% of the Bills' offense. That was the regular season, but I'm a, it, it could have been more in the playoffs. I haven't gone and done the math yet. But um, give, him, give Josh Allen the ball in overtime when Patrick Mahomes got the ball. The Bills win without question. I don't think anyone doubts that. So it didn't happen that way. Patrick Mahomes did get the ball. But I just think he's working with less than what Patrick Mahomes is working with. Again, I th- I don't I'm not saying the Bills have a bad roster. I think they have a great defense. Stephon Diggs is good, but they can't run the ball. I mean, Josh Allen is most of their running game. You watch that game against the Chiefs; he was Mister Everything for them. So again, valuable. Who's the most valuable on their team? And I. I don't think you you could make an argument for Josh Allen to be number one here, 
But I still think Burrow's the most valuable player on this team because I think the Bills have a much better roster. But Josh Allen was just slinging dimes in that game against the Chiefs. So I got him number two. Number three, Matt Stafford or Matthew Stafford. I think he prefers Matthew. I remember hearing that once. I'm not sure on that. Matt Stafford is just so easy to say. I'll go Matthew Stafford. This same Rams team made the playoffs last year without Stafford. So it could be it would be easy to move Stafford down on this list. Um, and they really had the talent to potentially clinch a wild card a wild card spot this year as well. With, even as tight as it was, um, even without Stafford. Stafford struggled late late in the season. Um, I think a lot of quarterbacks could have stepped in and won games with the Rams roster. But value in the playoffs isn't about taking your team to the playoffs. Okay, He's the reason they got to the next level. Jared Goff got that Rams team. Yeah, it's a different, different Rams team. It's a lot of the sim- it's a lot of same players, but some different as well. But he, Jared Goff got the Rams so it was to a Super Bowl, and it was not not enough. Uh, Jared Goff was embarrassed by Bill Belichick. So because of that, Matt, Matthew Stafford has to be on this list. He's the reason they they won the Super Bowl. Um, he made every everyone on the Rams better. He made Cooper Cup better. That's for sure. So. He he's my third most valuable. I can't put him ahead of Josh Allen or Joe Burrow because I I think Stafford was working with a much better roster. Not maybe not much better, but definitely better. I, I like the Rams roster better than the Bills or the Bengals. Definitely better than the Bengals. So Matt Stafford, my number three, number four, and my only. Let's see. Let's look through my my list here. Yeah, my only defensive player, Aaron Donald. He just absolutely took over the Super Bowl. He's got to be on this list. Um, some would argue move him up. Some would argue maybe you move him down because um, in the end, he does play defensive tackle. It's incredible that he's able to influence the game as much as he does from the defensive tackle position. Um, but he still doesn't affect the game as much as Matthew Stafford. So I can't put him ahead of Stafford. But... After a relatively quiet first half, he just obliterated the Bengals' offensive line in the second half, including the game-winning hit on Burrow, forcing Burrow to throw the ball away. So watching that game, he was just absolutely the most valuable player on that Rams defense, the most valuable defensive player in the playoffs. He was, he was dominant from the beginning. Um, he was getting pressure on, on Brady, uh, pressure on Garoppolo there, there. He was just, he was just dominant in the playoffs. So he's got to be high on this list. So Aaron Donald, my number four, number five is Patrick Mahomes. I don't think anyone outside of maybe Josh Allen could have not. Maybe Josh Allen could have done that, could have done what he did at the end of the chiefs bills game. That was just a sight to behold. It was incredible. That was value. That was valuable. It's valuable when other people can't do it and you do it at the right time. And he did it at the right time and he did things that other people can't do. Most people in the NFL cannot do. It was it was incredible. 
for that reason alone, for that game, he he's on this list, and he obviously tore up the first round too. So, I mean, it's not like it's not like it was just one game where he played really well. And even even against the Bengals, he had a great first half, uh, and he but he but he played poorly in the second half of the AFC Championship game, and so that's why, you know, if he would have, you know, if he and Burrow, you know, were duking it out the whole game and he played really well and they just happened to lose. I maybe would have bumped him up a couple spots, but he really didn't play well in the second half of the AFC championship game, but he still got to the AFC championship game. Uh, I'm sure there are other quarterbacks who would have loved to get to their conference championship game. And he played almost well enough to win. So, um, yeah, so they were still one of the four final four teams, and that's largely because of Mahomes, and that's value. They would not have been there without Patrick Mahomes. So my number five, Patty Mahomes. Number six, Cooper Cup. You could definitely make an argument that Coop should could or Cup. I always get confused with that Coop Cup, Cooper Cup, Cup. Uh, you could make an argument that Cup should be higher on the list. That's fine. Um, this is you know obviously my list. Wide receiver just isn't as impactful of a position as quarterback. I mean, it's much more replaceable, which is why I have Stafford higher. But talk about value. Watch the last drive of the Super Bowl. Despite double coverage, he found ways to get open and make plays at the biggest moment. Uh, Cup was on this Rams team last year and and the year they lost in the Super Bowl, obviously. Um, but it, it feels impulsive to put him above Stafford just because he won the Super Bowl MVP. And I know a lot of people would do that. They would say, you know, Cup is more valuable than Stafford. I just disagree. I think Cup had the season he had because a better, more valuable QB came to town. It's obviously mutual. You know, Cup makes Stafford better. Stafford makes Cup better. But I think in terms of value, you know, an elite quarterback adds more value to a team than an elite wide receiver. I'm not. I'm not saying this to diminish what Cooper Cup did, um, because he was absolutely phenomenal. The value he added, especially or he added, especially at the end of the Super Bowl, was was phenomenal. But this is a list of most valuable players, and the QB will almost always stay tuned for two players from now. Will almost always be more valuable to the team's success than his receivers. So that's why I have Cup above uh, Stafford. Um, some of you may disagree. That's fine. Um, I'm okay with someone thinking Cup is more valuable than Stafford. That's just my opinion. Number seven, Tom Brady. Touchdown, Tommy. Uh, he was missing Chris Godwin, Ronald Jones, and obviously Antonio Brown um, just weeks prior. Um, and they still almost came back and won the game against the team that would go on and win it all. When they needed plays, Brady delivered. Unfortunately for him, Stafford just happened to deliver the final blow, which is why I have Stafford higher on this list for obvious reasons. But I think Brady still deserves to be on this list. He was, again, the Bucks would not have been in the playoffs without Tom Brady. Um, they relied, talk about you know Josh Allen earlier, relying heavily on Josh Allen. They relied heavily on Tom Brady. He threw a lot this year um, and, and relying heavily on a player that's that's value and and they still you know 
still made it to the playoffs, um, and he still played well. Almost came back from twenty-seven to three. That that would have been, you know, if it weren't for Stafford, you know, being clutch there at the end of the game, and Brady comes back and wins that game. We're talking about another massive Tom Brady comeback in the playoffs. So it didn't work out for Brady, but still got him on the most valuable list. Number eight, and we're coming back to, um, I said earlier, this is, uh, you know, the QB will almost always be more valuable to this team's success than his receivers. I think in this situation, there's an exception. Debo Samuel, my number eight. In terms of value to their team, Debo has to be on this list. This is different. This is just different than the Stafford Cup dilemma because Stafford's an elite quarterback, and I don't think Jimmy G is an elite quarterback. I think he's good. I think he's competent, but he's not elite. It takes 10 minutes of watching the Niners to know who is the best and most valuable piece to that offense, and it ain't Jimmy G. Debo is Mr. Everything for the Niners. On the ground, through the air, doesn't matter. When they need a play, Debo is their guy. His playoff stats, at least this year, they won't necessarily raise eyebrows. But if you watch those Niners games, he was clearly the best player on the Niners and arguably on the field. Um, He's just a phenomenal football player. And as the most valuable player on a team that was four points away from the Super Bowl, he deserves a spot on this list. He was valuable the most valuable player on the Niners, and they were one of the final four teams. You've got to put someone from the Niners on here. Um, I guess you could just put their whole defense, who balled out, but um, I didn't necessarily, I think as a whole they played great. I didn't think you know Nick Bosa necessarily took over. Uh, Fred Warner not necessarily took over, although they played very well, obviously, but it wasn't like an Aaron Donald type of performance. So so I got Debo on here, the, the most valuable Niner Um, and the eighth most valuable, in my opinion, in the playoffs. Number nine, this one's a little different too. I probably would get some pushback on this, but I don't care. Travis Kelsey. Kelsey was dominant in the divisional round and the first half of the championship round. He was pushing 100 yards in all three playoff games with with a touchdown in each game. So, I mean, whatever happened to Mahomes in the second half of the Bengals game, that's not Kelsey's fault. He, he was balling out. Travis Kelsey was playing really good football. So so I got him him on this list. I think Travis Kelsey is tremendously valuable to that to that Chiefs offense. When when Kelsey is clicking, the offense is clicking. So I think obviously Mahomes is the most valuable player on the Chiefs offense, but uh, but Kelsey I think is a close number two. And then my number 10, this one, this one, I like, I like this player and I think he's tremendously valuable, um, to his team. And it's, it's Odell Beckham. We saw his value when he left the Super Bowl. The Rams were clicking before he got hurt. He got hurt and for 40 minutes. The Rams' offense stalled. They could not move the ball. And for the first 25 minutes, I think I think OBJ got hurt with like five or six minutes left in the 
in the first half, they were moving the ball pretty well. I would say if if OBJ doesn't get get hurt, I think the Rams win by two scores. If he plays the whole game. He had two catches for 52 yards and a touchdown before leaving the game. If Stafford hits him in stride on the play he got hurt on, he has close to 70 yards in the first half alone with a touchdown. Um, he was well on his way to MVP of that game. Um, he would have been battling it out with Stafford probably. But the the Bengals were clear they were going to take away Cooper Cup. And OBJ was taking advantage. They couldn't cover him. So that's my number 10, OBJ. So in order again, number one, Joe Burrow. Number two, Josh Allen. Number three, Matthew Stafford. Number four, Aaron Donald. Number five, Patrick Mahomes. Six, Cooper Cup. Seven, Tom Brady. Eight, Debo Samuel. Nine, Travis Kelsey. Ten, Odell Beckham Jr. Those are my 10 most valuable players in the NFL playoffs. Not for the whole season. I don't... um, Obviously, it matters how well you play during the season. But if you don't show up in the playoffs, it's all for nothing. And these players showed up. They played well. They were clutch. So that's my top 10. Um, There was one player that I I think could be considered a snub. And I just wanted to give him a shout out because he did have a tremendous game. Gabriel Davis on the Bills. He had four touchdowns and over 200 yards in that loss to the Chiefs in the divisional round. Uh, I, In the end, I left him off the list because I thought his performance was a little bit more about Josh Allen being Josh Allen and the Chiefs focusing on shutting down Stephon Diggs than Davis carrying the team. Um, I mean, I went back and watched all of his catches. Most of them were uncontested. Um, he had one filthy move on a corner, one of his touchdowns where he made, uh, he literally made a corner trip over himself and fall. That was, that was pretty sick. That was a good move, a uh, good route. But, but a lot of his catches, he was just open. He was just open in the middle of the field. Um, they were just, they were just leaving him open and I'm guessing double covering digs. So, um, so that's why I left him off. I didn't necessarily think he was the most valuable player on the field. Josh Allen was clearly the one making all that happen, but I thought it was worth a shout out. Um, he maybe would have been 11 or 12 or somewhere soon after number 10. I think he would have showed up because he did have a tremendous game. But yeah, that's my top 10 most valuable players of the 2021, 2021 NFL playoffs. I'm, I feel good about my list. I'm sure some of you will disagree. Uh, there should be, by the time you're listening to this, there should be a Twitter poll active. Uh, I'll, I'll probably post like the top three um, and give a option for like other for number four. Maybe I'll just post my number four. I'm not really sure yet, but it should be active by the time you're listening to this. Make sure you go and follow Clump Pod at, at Clump Pod on Twitter. Go and vote which, which one you think is the best. That'll do for today's episode of the Kicking It With Clump podcast. Big thanks for listening. If you have suggestions for the podcast or requests for topics you'd like me to talk about, 
Feel free to message me on Twitter, interact with one of my posts, whatever you want to do. Shoot me an email at clumppod at gmail.com. That's K-L-U-M-P-P-O-D at gmail.com. I'd love to hear from you. Until next week, clump out.